0: From
1: Spotify Studios, this is Dissect, long-form musical analysis broken into short, digestible episodes. I'm your host, Cole Kushner. Today we continue our serialized analysis of the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. On our last episode, we dissected Two Zion a resounding, triumphant expression of a mother's love. As miseducation Education progresses, we're met with the trio of songs that confront what Miss Hill views as inauthentic in contemporary society. She'll address the inauthentic, shallow motives of some hip-hop communities on its superstar and the consequences of a greed and ego-fueled desire to climb the cultural hierarchy on the song Final Hour. But first, Miss Hill will hold a mirror to the gender dynamics between some young men and women on the album's next track the subject of today's episode Duop Girls you know you better watch, watch out.
2: out some guy- for your friend, the one you let and never called you again when he told you he was
1: Of all the songs on Ms. Education*, Duop is Miss Hill's most transparent homage to her love of music from the 1950s and early 60s. We begin with the song's title, Doo-Wop, a direct nod to a subgenre of rhythm and blues music that developed in the urban East Coast ghettos in the 1940s and was popularized in the 1950s through the early 60s though the term doo-wop wasn't used until 1961 it has since come to describe a vocal dominant style of music that features prominent group harmony and simple instrumental accompaniment
2: you remind her that I'm staying where she left me, just a-sittin' and a-rockin' all day. Never go out walkin',
1: you never hear me. This 1945 recording of the Delta Rhythm Boys performing Just a-sittin' and a-rockin' features the earliest recorded use of the phrase doo op which is utilized by the backing vocalists. Like la-la-la or na-na-na, doo-wop is what's known as a non-lexical vocable, which is essentially a fancy way to describe singing nonsensical words as mouth filler, something vocalists can use to provide notes and harmony without lyrics. Throughout the 1950s, the phrase doo-wop had been used by backing vocalists so much that this style of vocal harmonization became nicknamed doo-wop.
2: Uh, when you dance, be sure to hold her,
0: hold her tight. Hey, with all your, my, my, so
2: just...
1: Veda Nobles, who contributed drum programming on Lauryn Hill's *Duop*, said of the song's title, quote, There's a box set that said *Duop* sitting on the floor the title for her single came off that box, It's likely that this box set was the Rhino Records 4-disc 100-song compilation entitled The Duop Box, which was released in 1994. But the song itself and its musical arrangement is actually taken from a 1971 track called Together Let's Find Love by The Fifth Dimension. (laughs) ¶¶ Together Let's Find Love features two chords that repeat in the song's opening few measures, G minor and F minor. On Miss Hill's doo these chords are played faster and transposed up to an A minor and G minor. When played this way, These chords nod again to rhythm and blues music of the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. This technique of playing steady 8th note chords high on the piano was common in those eras. My love must be a
2: kind of blind.
1: Of course, Miss Hill and her team modernized their chords by adding hip-hop-style drums, provided by Sheik Rivera. When producer Veda Nobles heard an early version of "Duop," he quote, thought the music was cheesy, it wasn't hard enough, so I put a really heavy drum in there just to give it some edge, something hip-hop, unquote. Specifically, Noble's adds a driving kick drum, which was said to be inspired by Audio 2's
2: 1988 hit, Top Billin.
1: And now let's hear Noble's kick drum he added to doo And now let's hear this together with the song's main drum loop. The last foundational elements of the song are a sophisticated, funk-inspired bass line, which is accented by a second piano line played in the lower register. We also find a horn trio throughout Duop. The horn arrangement itself is taken from the original 5th Dimension song, recreated by live players. Of course, another musical element essential to doo-wop, both the musical genre and Miss Hill's song, is the human voice. This is acknowledged on the track's opening moments, as Miss Hill harkens back to the song's 50's doo-wop inspiration. <laughs>
2: My men and my women, don't forget about the D. This is the most, the it's about a thing. Miss
1: uh, really to- Hill begins saying, Remember back on the bully when cats used to harmonize. Bully is slang for boulevard, and here Miss Hill is alluding to the origins of duo music, which she describes using hip hop street slang. Straight away Miss Hill is acknowledging her coalescence of contemporary hip hop with doo-wop music of the nineteen forties and fifties. These two musical styles, hip-hop and doo-wop, aren't historically far removed in terms of their origin story. Doo-wop began in the post-World War II era in the urban ghetto streets of cities like New York, Chicago, and Baltimore. African-American teenagers formed their own vocal groups, as you didn't need access to musical instruments beyond your own voice. These groups would practice vocal harmonies in school gyms and street corners, blending rhythm and blues, barbershop and gospel harmonies with popular black vocal group music it was common for these groups to take a pre-existing song and adapt it for their a cappella performances. Soon, the doo-wop sound began to trickle into the mainstream music of the time becoming a staple of 1950s rhythm and blues, continuing into Motown styles of the 1960s and the Philly sound of the 1970s. Many of the fundamental aspects of the origin story of doo-wop are mirrored in the creation of hip-hop. Like doo-wop, hip-hop was created in the impoverished urban streets of the East Coast, specifically South Bronx and New York City in the late 1970s. Like doo-wop, the black youth reinterpreted pre-existing songs, only now they were using turntables to combine multiple songs and looping break beats from funk records. Eventually, Masters of Ceremonies, otherwise known as MCs, started rhyming over these instrumental beats.
2: Now what you hear
1: is not a test. Like Duop's early originators, an MC didn't need any instruments. They could write rhymes and practice anywhere, on street corners, subway tunnels, or at a table while tapping out drum beats with their hands. Not unlike DuoP, the term hip-hop originated from nonsensical words. As legend has it, Keith Cowboy Wiggins, a member of the pioneering rap group Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, was teasing a friend who was going into the army, mimicking the rhythm of marching soldiers by scatting, hip-hop, hip-hop. That phrase hip-hop ultimately got used in song, and the genre's title was born. Given the similarities in their grassroots origin story, Miss Hill's literal harmonization of doo-wop and hip-hop is no insignificant footnote. It represents a deliberate bridge across generations of influential black music whose expressions differ in sound, but whose origins are born out of the experience of the African American in the United States. Miss Hill's conscious unionization of these two closely related spirits are culturally significant, but also deeply personal. Both doo-wop and hip-hop were instrumental influences in her upbringing. As you know from our first episode this season, Miss Hill devoured her parents' record collection as a child, a collection that consisted primarily of black soul and rhythm and blues music of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. In fact, the first record Miss Hill discovered at age five was "If I Should Lose You" by the duop group The Dream Lovers. If I should lose
0: you, My friends will laugh and say we told you so
1: Expressed succinctly during her time with the Fugees, Miss Hill integrates her soul sound with her love of hip-hop. Specifically for Miseducation, it was the Wu-Tang Clan that Miss Hill told collaborators to use as a main hip-hop ingredient.
2: We sat in a room when we started the record, and it was me, her, and James. And the first thing she said, she said, I like soul music, I like reggae music, and I like Wu-Tang. Let's go. And literally one of the first records we made was doo I don't know how doo came out of that equation, but that was one of the first records we made was doo-wop.
1: Because both soul and hip-hop are so structural to Miss Hill as a person, their coalescence here on doo and throughout "Miseducation," for that matter, never sounds forced. Rather, it feels authentic, an accurate representation of who Miss Hill is. And while she was the guiding principle in her team's creation of the song's instrumentals, Miss Hill's voice, and her rare ability to both sing and rap at the highest level, is that magic, irreplaceable element that makes cohesive these otherwise contrasting musical aesthetics. Doo-wop, that Thing is a masterclass in Miss Hill's dualistic talents, showcasing her effortless fluidity between MC and diva.
2: Yo, remember yo. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize yeah. like? <laughs> yo, yo. My men and my women don't forget about the this out the most y'all It's about a thing uh, yo. Feel yo. Good.
1: As we discussed at length, Ms Hill begins by acknowledging the song's doo wop inspiration, effortlessly calling forth a trio of female backing vocalists, Ms. Hill then says, My men and my women, don't forget about the deen, Surah al-Mustakim. In Islam, deen translates to religion or creed and refers to the way of life Muslims are required to adopt in compliance with divine law and to the divine judgment individuals will receive before Allah. Surah al-Mustakim is a phrase from the Quran translating to the straight path or the path or way that pleases God. As we've already heard in its opening three tracks, Miss Education makes numerous references to scripture and spirituality, a reflection of Miss Hill's interest and studies in the Bible, the Quran, and other religious texts. Here on Duop, it frames the song within religious or spiritual structures, implying that the subject she's about to elaborate on, sexualization and materialism, specifically in urban culture, are divergences from the quote unquote straight path. We'll keep this pious framework in mind as we explore Duop's lyrics,
0: lyrics that we'll dive into, right after the break. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
1: Welcome back to Dissect. Before the break, we discussed Miss Hill's harmonization of doo and hip-hop on Miss Education's fifth track, doo that thing. We also heard the song's introduction, which features Miss Hill's speaking voice. This introduction is found on the album version of the song. On Duop's single version, the one that dominated radio in the late 90s, the introduction features the performance of the song's hook, which we'll go ahead and hear now.
2: Girls, you know you better watch, watch out. out some
1: doo hook is likely one you know very well. Miss Hill warns women to watch out for guys only concerned with that thing, which is a euphemism for sex. This introduces the cautionary tone of the song's message, and the dynamics between one-track minded men, and the women that they court. As we'll see in both of the song's verses, Miss Hill places blame on both the men and the women for the creation of these dynamics, specifically within the young black urban community. In verse 1, she speaks to the women directly.
2: Cause you were looking for your friend The one you let hit it And never called you again uh-huh. Remember when he told you He was about to uh-huh, bend your mans You yeah. act like you ain't him They give him a little trim uh-huh. To begin Now you think you really Gonna pretend uh-huh. Like you wasn't down And you called him again uh-huh. Plus when uh-huh. You give it up so easy You ain't even fooling him uh-huh. If you did it then Then you probably fuck again uh-huh. Talking out your necks and you're a Christian uh-huh. I Sleeping with the gin uh-huh. Now that uh-huh. was the sin That did Jezebel in. Uh-huh. who you gonna tell When the repercussions spin uh-huh. Showing off your
1: ass Miss Hill begins by presenting a micro-narrative about a one-night stand, addressing directly the woman in the scenario. She says, It's been three weeks since you were looking for your friend, the one you let hit it and never called you again. The implication here is that the woman was hoping for something more to come from this romantic relationship, but instead she was ghosted, never hearing from the man again. She continues, Remember when he told you he was about the Benjamins? This line calls out the 1997 hit It's All About the Benjamins by Puff Daddy. A song that was dominating the radio during the creation of this education's all
2: about what you want to do baby <laughs> and
1: Benjamin's is of course a reference to Benjamin Franklin's portrait on the $100 bill, and Miss Hill's reference to this track works to personify the male character in duop. She's drawing on and calling out a prevalent theme in male mindset and hip-hop, which is the acquisition and flaunting of money to attract women. This mindset was also propagated by the female perspective in other popular songs of this era, perhaps most famously in the number one hit, No Scrubs by TLC.
2: and you're walking. Oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. you live at home mama. Oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. If you have a shorty but you don't show love. Oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. Just wanna get with
1: And so we have a dynamic of both men and women glorifying materialism and sexuality as a means to attract the opposite sex. And it's this dynamic that Miss Hill is calling out as flawed, superficial, and inauthentic on DuoP. Miss Hill elaborates on her narrative, confronting the woman for giving it up so easily, and then feeling bad when the man only wants to see her for sex. She says, Remember when he told you he was about the Benjamins? You act like you ain't hear him and then give him a little trim. Trim here is slang for sex. Specifically, a woman's vagina. She continues, Plus, when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you'd probably fuck again. Miss Hill sees the woman as having set up an expectation of sexual transaction, implying that she's just as responsible as the man is for this relationship based only on sex. Midway through the verse, Miss Hill returns to her religious framework talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian. Talking at your neck is a phrase that means to speak recklessly or lie. Miss Hill calls this woman out for claiming to be a moral Christian while her behavior says otherwise. Miss Hill continues, a Muslim sleeping with the jinn. Jinn here has two meanings. Similar to the previous line, she equates this woman to someone who claims to be Muslim, but also drinks jinn or alcohol, which is not halal and is forbidden. But jinn, spelled J-I-N-N, is Arabic, and in Islam refers to an object that cannot be detected by human senses, most commonly spirits like angels and demons. It seems clear that Miss Hill's intention saying sleeping with the jinn is akin to the phrase sleeping with the devil. But we recognize the clever double meaning of two types of spirits, the alcoholic spirit jinn and the evil Islamic spirit jinn. Miss Hill then says, Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who are you gonna tell when the repercussions spin? Recounted in the Bible, Jezebel was the 9th century queen of Israel. She is infamous for her disloyalty as she worshipped another god other than Yahweh. The people turned on her and as she prepared to be murdered by General Jehu, Jezebel applied makeup and dressed in finery before she was thrown over her balcony and eaten by dogs. Some have viewed her putting on makeup and dressing extravagantly as a failed plan to seduce Jehu and avoid her fate. Since her death, the name Jezebel has become an archetype for impudent or morally unrestrained women. It would seem that Miss Hill is drawing on both Jezebel specifically from the Bible and her legacy as archetype, a kind of warning to women of this character that their current path will not end well unless some correction to their behavior and character is made. As verse 1 continues, Miss Hill turns inward
2: i truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem Baby girl, the respect is just a minimum Niggas fucked up and you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin Look at where you be in, hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails done by Koreans, come again Yeah.
1: Miss Hill begins the second half of verse 1 saying, Showing off your ass because you think it's a trend. The type of woman Miss Hill speaks about here plays into the cultural, sexualized expectations of women. Trends are created from observation followed by imitation, and so it becomes a kind of self feeding cycle. In this scenario, a woman shows skin because she sees others doing it and getting attention from men. Another woman sees that woman showing skin and begins doing it herself. Another woman sees that woman, and so on and so forth. As the verse continues, Ms. Hill begins to reveal the intentions behind her tough love. You know, I only say it because I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. Baby girl, respect is just a minimum. Edwards fucked up and you still defending him. Ms. Hill is implying that these women are selling themselves short, that their self perception is falsely influenced by the stereotypes of hip hop culture, and more broadly, the historical sexualization of women in American society. She argues that they have more to offer than their bodies, that they should demand respect from the opposite sex by first respecting themselves. This is potently expressed in the line Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. Miss Hill plays off the fact that some gems are rocks, laying out a philosophy of maximizing one's self worth through self perception. That is, with perception alone, you can value yourself as a hard rock, which is common and easy to obtain, or as a gem, rare, valuable, and harder to obtain. Also ingrained here is this idea that one attracts what one projects. That is, specifically as it relates to the narrative on Duop, if one relies on sexualization for attention, they run the risk of attracting only those interested in their bodies. The verse continues, Now Lauren is only human. Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament. This to me is a very pivotal line, revealing that Miss Hill is not, or at least doesn't intend to speak from a place of judgment. Rather, because she once had a mindset similar to the women she's speaking to, her intentions seem pure as she attempts to expedite a process of personal growth in others—a process that she went through herself. Indeed, regarding Duop's message, Miss Hill told Details Magazine, quote, "I'm not dissing them. I'm dissing their mindset. My music talks about a certain way of thinking, and if the cap fits, you know. I knew girls like Little Kim growing up. I might have been one at a certain age. And there's this huge lack of self-esteem behind that thinking." I mean, when I was 14, I thought if a guy didn't whistle at me, that meant I wasn't pretty. But either you mature past that, or you get caught up in the concept of, oh, I have to show some ass because it's the only way I can feel beautiful. Sex is cool, but it's only part of the story. It seems to me that Ms. Hill's intention isn't necessarily to place all the blame on women for these mindsets. Rather, she's pointing out the invisible social and historical constructs that influence these women's perceptions of themselves and the invisible pressures these constructs put on them to conform. Ms. Hill's words are cautionary based on her own experience, and it would seem she's attempting to save others from the experiences she went through herself. This point is implied in the following line, let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philippine. By saying let it sit inside your mind, it's clear that Ms. Hill's words here are simply food for thought, something to consider. A million women in Philippine, refers to the Million Women March that took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in October of 1997. Attended by over 500,000 people, mostly women, the march was intended to promote positive change and, quote, help bring social, political, and economic development and power throughout the black communities in the United States, as well as bring hope, empowerment, unity, and sisterhood to women, men, and children of African descent globally, regardless of nationality, religion, or economic status, unquote. It would seem Miss Hill is implying that some of the women at this march had a similar revelation as she did, and worked to promote change, union, and respect within their African American communities. Miss Hill continues with the line, It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's in. This again carries with it religious undertones, as in selling one's soul to the devil. But here Miss Hill plays off sell, and the trend of attracting a wealthy man with their sexuality. Finally the verse ends, Look at where you be in, hair weaves like Europeans, fake nails done by Koreans. This seems to tie back into the mission of the Million Women March, one that works towards uniting the African-American woman community. Ms. Hill is pointing out the irony of African-American women chasing traditional standards of American beauty that's based on centuries of pushing whiteness as the ideal form of beauty. She asks these women to literally look at how chasing these superficial beauty standards separates them from their community. They visit Korean nail salons. And reject their natural hair in favor of straightened European hairstyles or wigs. As Doo Wop continues, Miss Hill performs the song's hook, only this time she cautions men about certain types of women. Yeah. That thing here on the second iteration of the song's hook is no longer a euphemism for sex. Rather, that thing is now money and materialism. This helps us set up verse two, which addresses the men directly.
2: And his Tim's and his women, him and his men. Come in the club like hooligans, don't care who that they fan, poppy yeah You got you. Let's stop the The one to pack, pissed out by the waistman, crystal out by the caseman. Still the, the name of space basement. basement, the pretty face, man Claiming that they did a bit, man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child supports late. Money taking home, breaking now You wonder why women hate me. The sleepy silent man. The punk, the the violence man. The quick to shoot the semen. Stop acting like boys and men How you gonna win when you ain't right within? How you gonna win
1: Miss Hill makes very clear who she's addressing with the opening lines. The second verse is dedicated to the men, more concerned with his rims and his tims than his women. She draws attention to these men prioritizing materialism while neglecting the women that they're with. And just like certain women prioritizing their bodies to meet expectations culture has set for them, men flaunting wealth is also an attempt to fulfill some invisible expectations society has pressed upon them. Miss Hill continues with one of the more clever lines of the entire song, saying, Him and his men come in the club like hooligans. Don't care who they offend. Popping yang like you've got yen. Popping yang is slang for talking trash, while yen refers to Japanese currency. So the phrase popping yang like you got yen translates to talking shit like you got money. But of course, Miss Hill is playing off yin yang, the Chinese symbol for the balance of opposing forces. When heard this way, Miss Hill is calling out these men for pretending that they're balanced, that they have their shit together, when it's really all for show. This is elaborated on as the verse continues, Let's stop pretend, the ones that pack pistols by the waist men, Cristal by the casemen, still in their mother's basement. Again, while these men play into the stereotypical image of a black male, it's an elaborate front, as they still live with their mother and are in some sense still children. Miss Hill continues to go in on these men, saying, need to take care of their three or four kids, and they face a court case when the child support late, money-taking and heartbreaking, now you wonder why women hate men. And so while verse 1 pointed out the women's role in the failed dynamics between men and women, here on verse 2, Miss Hill is going just as hard at the men and their contribution to these failed relationships. In both cases, these types of men and women are writing checks they ultimately can't cash. They're presenting a fabricated version of themselves to attract the opposite sex, which works in the short term, but in Miss Hill's view has long-term consequences like broken homes, failed child support, and as we'll hear about in the subsequent lines, physical abuse. Quote, "The punk domestic violence men, quick to shoot the semen, stop acting like boys and be men." Ultimately, Miss Hill finds her behavior childish and absent of grown man responsibility. Her point of view throughout the entire track is punctuated with the second verse's closing lines, "How you going to win when you ain't right within?" Like the elaborate flashy feathers of a peacock, materialism and overt sexuality are external, superficial projections to attract the opposite sex. But if you're not right within, if your character isn't noble, if your word is without merit, if your spirit's depleted, these external projections will only get you so far. It's my understanding that Miss Hill doesn't mean to say having wealth or being sexual are inherently bad, but they have to have a solid foundation on which to stand. They should not take priority over or cause detriment to things like moral character, true self respect, and personal virtue. It calls to mind a quote from Tupac Shakur, a man who battled his instincts for both inner peace and street bravado. Quote, if there was no money and everything depended on your moral standards, the way that you behaved, and the way that you treated people, how would you be doing in life? Unquote. Throughout Duop and punctuated at the end of its second verse, Miss Hill seems to be asking a similar question. How you gonna win if you ain't right within? As Duop continues, the song explicitly reveals its influences as it breaks down into an acapella arrangement that acts as the song's bridge. Yeah. One of Duop's backing vocalists, Lanisha Randolph, recounted her experience contributing to the track. Quote, In November 1997, I get a phone call asking if I'm available to come to Chung King Studios in New York. Lauren came in eating spaghetti pomodoro and garlic bread, and explained where she's trying to go with this album, and how she wants it to be a reflection of all of us. I was an 18-year-old girl that just wanted to sing. For Duop, she said, I want to play with 50s and 60s harmonies, like barbershop guys on the corner. Then we all just jumped in, harmonizing a cappella. She directed us, and from there, history was made." Unquote. Indeed, history was made. Upon its release in July of 1998 as Miss Education's lead single, doo That Thing was an instant commercial and cultural sensation. It became the 10th single in history to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and the first by a rap artist, male or female. The iconic music video, which features a split-screen of Miss Hill both contrasting and unifying the styles of the 1950s with the late 1990s, swept the MTV Video Music Awards including Video of the Year. doo That Thing is that rare mainstream cultural specimen that carries with it a resounding conscious message packaged in a commercially viable product. It's a delicate balancing act very few have pulled off historically. And while some have criticized Duop for having a matronly or lecturing tone, it's criticism Miss Hill is aware of and seems to be okay with.
2: You know, yes, there's a little anger, there's a little resentment, because you, you raise a standard, you know, you, you, especially when you do it and, and you make some noise, you know, and you do it and, and people actually listen to what you have to say and, like, your record is bumping on the radio and you're saying something that holds a mirror up to a lot of the negativity and self-indulgent things and messages that a lot of other people you know but but we're all young I mean I I have a hard time being so hard on the music world especially hip-hop because most of them come out of the hood seventeen years old having no clue or concept having no concept of what life really is and because hip-hop is so fast and and what we like changes so quickly by the time they do get a concept they're no longer making records you know so I was I've been putting this unique position. I have this very unique responsibility that God has made me aware while I still have the mic.
1: In her piece, Respect is Just a Minimum, scholar Maisie Holbert says of Duop, quote, The lyrics of Duop describe a variety of issues faced by women in hip-hop communities, placing accountability with both men and women. The first verse condemns the sexual promiscuity of young women who are left destitute when men do not support them, whilst the second verse holds the unrelenting dominance of hip-hop masculinity accountable for the struggles women face. Here, Hill exhibits dual oppositionality, a term to articulate how hip-hop discourse is both liberating and oppressive for black women. By encouraging a dialogue between genders concerning their accountability for their challenges, Hill is at once able to critique the sexist infrastructures of hip-hop and express group solidarity with the wider oppression of black hip-hop communities. The song doo Thus forms a community, where collective responsibility for the hypersexualization and commodification of women would incite a change in action and consciousness. Unquote. In terms of the miseducation of Lauren Hill's narrative, Doo-Wop is the first of a trio of songs in which Miss Hill calls out what she views as inauthentic, specifically within her immediate black hip-hop-centric community. On the album's next track, she takes aim not at the consumers of hip-hop, but the creators of it.
2: Come on, baby, line my fire. Come on. Everything you drop is so tired. Everything music is supposed to inspire. Supposed to inspire. How come we ain't getting no higher? Come.
1: This doors inspired assault on fame and the music industry at large is called Superstar. A song we'll thoroughly discuss. Next time on Dissect. Dissect is written and produced by me. Project support by Spotify's Michelle Santucci. Original theme music by Craddock. Song recreations by Andrew Atwood. Additional research by Akash Pandey. Remember, when you listen to Dissect on Spotify, You'll get episodes a week early, plus access to exclusive bonus episodes. Follow at Dissect Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and join our newsletter at dissectpodcast.com. Okay, thanks everyone. Talk to you next week.